Dear loving Father in heaven, praise be unto your name for granting us once again the privilege of life. Father, please take our lives and let it be consecrated to thee. Fill us with your spirit, dear Lord, that our lives may be the simple outworking of your will. Lord, no words that come from me can help anyone, but your words are spirit and life. Therefore, Lord, put your own words in my mouth, that as I speak, it may be spirit and life to everyone who is listening, that we all may receive life through your word and be revived and encouraged to continue walking that narrow way, that your image may be formed in us. In Jesus' name I've prayed. Amen. Conflict and Courage February 16 That Last Night And turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemned them with an overthrow, making them an ensample unto those that after should live ungodly. Second Peter chapter 2 verse 6 The flames that consumed the cities of the plain shed their warning light down even to our time. We are taught the fearful and solemn lesson that while God's mercy bears long with the transgressor, there is a limit beyond which men may not go on in sin. When that limit is reached, then the offers of mercy are withdrawn, and the ministration of judgment begins. The Redeemer of the world declares that there are greater sins than that for which Sodom and Gomorrah were destroyed. Those who hear the gospel invitation, calling sinners to repentance and heed it not, are more guilty before God than were the dwellers in the vale of Sidon. And still greater sins is theirs who profess to know God and to keep his commandments, yet who deny Christ in their character and their daily life. In the light of the Savior's warning, the fate of Sodom is a solemn admonition to all who are trifling with heaven-sent light and privileges. The judgments of God are soon to be poured out upon the earth. Escape for thy life is the warning from the angels of God. Other voices are heard saying, Do not become excited. There is no cause for special alarm. Those who are at ease in Zion cry, Peace and safety, while heaven declares that swift destruction is about to come upon the transgressor. The young, the frivolous, the pleasure-loving consider these warnings as idle tales and turn from them with a jest. Parents are inclined to think their children about right in the matter and all sleep on at ease. Thus it was at the destruction of the old world, and when Sodom and Gomorrah were consumed by fire. On the night prior to their destruction, the cities of the plain rioted in pleasure. 
Lot was derided for his fears and warnings. But it was these scoffers that perished in the flames. That very night, the door of mercy was forever closed to the wicked, careless inhabitants of Sodom. The same voice that warned Lot to leave Sodom beats us, Come out from among them, and be ye separate, and touch not the unclean thing. 2 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 17 Those who obey this warning will find a refuge. Amen. The title of our devotion for today is That Last Night. In reference to what was going on in the city of Sodom and Gomorrah and the plains around them, the last night being referred to here is the last night of these cities. What was going on in that last night and what lessons can we learn from there? Our key text is taken from the book of 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 6. But I'll read to verse 8. And it says, And turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemned them with an overthrow, making them an ensample unto those that after should live ungodly, and delivered just lot, vexed with the filthy conversation of the wicked. For that righteous man, dwelling among them, in seeing and hearing, vexed his righteous soul from day to day with their unlawful deeds. Hmm. What will the day in Sodom look like? What were the things happening in that city that would make the Lord to God to use that city as an example to all those who should live ungodly? One can only imagine what they had done to have called down God to the earth to see and destroy the city. From Lot's actions in sitting at that gate and waiting for strangers to look after them, we can, we can have a glimpse of what the city was like. Lot sat at the gate because Sodom had become proverbial for wickedness. As we just read now in Second Peter chapter 2 verse 8, it says, For that righteous man dwelling among them, in seeing and hearing vexed his righteous soul from not week to week not month to month not occasionally but from day to day with their unlawful deeds every day in sodom there was something that lot would see or hear that was just vile in so much that he had to sit at the gate of sodom as a protector of the innocent on the look to, to help those who were unsuspecting victims of the evil that was going on in Sodom. Every day in Sodom, Lot either saw or heard one iniquity or the other. Parents molested their children and the children loved to have it so. The children had been so corrupted and educated not to see sin for what it is. The Bible record testifies to this when it says in Genesis 19 verse 4, But before they lay down, the men of the city, even the men of Sodom, compassed the house round, both old and young, all the people from every quarter. And what were they compassing round Lot's house for? 
for only two men how many were these men how many were these young men and old men and they didn't just say young men and old men but it says later something that i haven't even taken note of before it doesn't just say young men and old men the next thing is all the people from every quarter could that include women too perhaps it included women too old men young men all the people from every quarter just for two men imagine men touching my body and i would be helpless i can't do anything about it thank god for people like lot who are there to protect the helpless my heart skipped as i tried to imagine what this means so vile had the city become that they had lost the sense of what evil was we need to be grateful for people like lot who would put themselves in harm's way to protect the innocent unsuspecting and helpless would be victims of the evil that goes on in our world today i would be very grateful and i would appreciate if someone was on the lookout for me to protect me from such people so what were these men going to do if these two these two angels were men what would have happened to them that night can you allow your minds to imagine it based on what we read in the book of judges 19 that told us that it did happen that a lady was molested raped all night till she died so it is no surprise when we read something like that that it was possible these men in sodom the people all the people even young people had become so vile that they were ready to do something like that to two men and one will say what is our world like today is it the same thing yes you see all the people from every quarter had their consciences seared to the extent that they all intended to engage sexually with only two men my oh my today our world has indeed become a sodom with the kinds of things being taught to the present generation what can we hope for as parents inflame their passions on the marriage bed they develop in themselves a trait of lustfulness which is passed on to their children this passion reveals itself in a heightened and perverted sexual appetite that reveals itself in various sexual perversions as the children sit in front of the television watching cinderella frozen or any other of those romantic programs and sexual suggestions are made to them remember ezekiel chapter 16 verse 49 how did sodom become the way they were the formula for sodom four things and when you mix these four things together there you have sodom pride a lot of idleness then lots of food and mix that with some selfishness no desire to help someone else all living for self and there you have your sodom does that look like our world today oh very well so as the children like i said sit in front of the television there you see the idleness sexual things have been suggested to them in those their cartoons and then in idleness they are also eating those foods loaded with the things that are well calculated to awaken the sexual hormones many people don't even know that this animal based diet processed foods have the ability to mimic the endocrine system and release those sexual hormones they don't know and it's happening now children watching the tv eating those foods 
then the first lessons in the school of lust is learned. The dormant lustful passions inherited from their parents is activated. They feel a desire for something they cannot understand and they are led on a path that will only end in ruin and their own destruction. Today, people are drugged, raped, lured, oppressed, deceived, abused sexually. Why? Because the passions of men have been inflamed by the things they are eating, the things they are watching and the education they receive. Why were the children of Sodom like this? Why were the young people like this? It is because just like our world today, they are telling them that you can choose your own sex. They are telling them you are sexual from the day you are born. They are teaching them the way they are teaching in the schools of today. The preschool, go and look at what's going on in the schools in the West. What they call sex education is just a way to arouse sexual thoughts in the mind of young people as, as young as three, four. They are teaching them these things, telling them how to have sex, how to use a condom, telling them all these kind of things. Is our world not like a Sodom? You are making children, developing children who are just like the young people of Sodom. You see, today, a lot of evil is going on, as I've just described. The Lord sees these things, and let no one dare blame God for the, for allowing such a condition of things to exist. Were these two angels to be men, like I've said, who knows what would have happened to them? The whole city were intending to take turns in sleeping with them. How low can man fall when not under the control of the Holy Spirit? What wickedness will man not do when barriers have been broken one after the other? The Lord has placed barriers in us to help us avoid becoming like this. With every little barrier broken, we, be, we come a step closer to this vileness. Some of us, we, we feel, oh, look how vile they are, but we are contributing to the vileness. Nobody comes to be like Sodom in a day. It takes time. By changing that dress and making yourself to look more sexual, you are contributing to that. And by also adding more to it, in the programs that you are promoting to be watched on television, you are adding to the, the crime and the violence that is going to be developed in the future. When it develops in the future, everybody will look and say, oh, what's going on here? But you forget that over the years, we have been breaking down the barriers. The barrier that the Lord placed in dress to make sure that there is a distinction between the male and the female removed. And now, we have the lesbian, we have the gay, and people cannot even make the connection to see that that barrier that barrier was to help us. The barriers that the Lord has placed in social reform, telling us how to relate with ourselves and with the opposite sex, same sex and opposite sex, it was broken. People are going to co-ed dorms, young men and young ladies living in the same rooms and then in the universities, no barrier is placed. When those barriers continue to be broken, we are going to be like Sodom. It is these little things that make up the big picture of the vileness of Sodom. But the Lord would not suffer such a thing to continue for so long. Conflict and Courage, page 53, paragraph 1, tells us, The flames that consumed the cities of the plain shed their warning light down even to our time. We are taught the fearful and solemn lesson that while God's mercy bears long with the transgressor. My brothers and sisters, there is a limit for us for you and for me beyond which we cannot go on in sin. When we reach that limit, when our cup is full, then the offers of mercy are withdrawn and the ministration of judgment begins. Many people are already experiencing the ministration of judgment in their lives today. It was Belshazzar, the son of
of Nebuchadnezzar. A time came when his own cup was full and probation ended for him that day he was destroyed. The Lord is watching every one of us and we all have a limit. Lord have mercy. We ought to be praying to the Lord. Lord spare my soul. Have mercy on me. Do not give up on me. Give me more time. Because there is a limit brothers and sisters. Ecclesiastes 8 reading from verse 5 and 6 says, Whoso keepeth the commandment shall feel no evil thing. And a wise man's heart discerneth both time and judgment. Hmm. There is a time and there is judgment. Because to every purpose there is time and judgment. Therefore the misery of man is great. The wise man knows this. There is a limit. There is time and judgment. God may permit you to go on in evil for a long time. But if you think about it that to every purpose there is time. And there is judgment. We are all going to we are all going to answer for what we have done. Not just when Christ comes. Even in this present life, the Lord comes down to see. Even till today, the Lord still comes down to see. There is a limit to which people can go, and the Lord will come down to see and make his decision. Reading verse 11 of Ecclesiastes 8, it says, Because sentence against an evil work is not executed speedily, therefore the heart of the sons of men is fully set in them to do evil. Though a sinner do evil an hundred times, and his days be prolonged, yet surely I know that it shall be well with them that fear God, which fear before him. But it shall not be well with the wicked, Neither shall he prolong his days, which are as a shadow, because he feareth not before God. This is a warning to all of us who live today. There is a limit, and indeed this is a sad situation for the wicked, as we just read in Ecclesiastes 8 verse 13, that it shall not be well with the wicked. You see, as we look at the people of Sodom and Gomorrah, we see people in our own time today that are similar. You have to understand, just as the Lord said, as it was in the days of Lot, so shall it be today. So as it is today, that means that's how it was then. How is it that people get to this condition? You see, these people are to be pitied. As much as it is true that there is so much vileness in this character, it still doesn't mean that Abraham didn't have mercy on them. Even the Lord has mercy. And why is it so? It is not everybody in Sodom who loved to do what they did. Some were educated like that. Some from childhood, their parents were already molesting them and they did not know any better. All they knew was that it was alright to continue to do all the dissipation and the sexual perversions. They were trained that way. Some, because they were molested at a young age, grew up to molest others. This is the condition of our present world and that was the condition too in Sodom. People are being indoctrinated. The devil's hand is in this. Young children, he knows very well that once he can indoctrinate them, bring them into sexual practices at a young age, it is almost sure that even if they want to overcome when they get older, it will be difficult. And even another thing that is sure is that he can, he can confirm them in the practice so that they hate good and love evil. The Lord destroyed even the young people in Sodom because Sodom had so reached the point where even the children that were being born to the parents, they were being by education and by inheritance themselves were already vile. They are people to be pitied. As much as there was so much great sin going on there and vileness, they are people to be pitied. 
And that is why we need to be lost today, seeing what we can do to curb this sexual perversion in our land. People are suffering over it. Great sin was there. The Lord destroyed the ungodly, making them an example to us that if we also continue in this lifestyle, then he would also do the same thing that was done to the Sodomites. But there is hope for anyone. Perhaps you are also involved in this character. Look, there is no difference. Sexual sin is sexual sin. Whether it is adultery, whether it is fornication, whether it is the, the perversions or that has to do with um, man to man and woman to woman, whatever it is, they all are sexual sins under the commandment that says thou shalt not commit adultery. Then we are the same thing and the Lord has hope to speak to all of us, telling us that it is possible to overcome, telling us that he wants to purify us, that he wants to help us. In Maranatha, page 53, paragraph 5 says, Ample provisions have been made for all who sincerely, earnestly and thoughtfully set about the work of perfecting holiness in the fear of God. Strength, grace and glory have been provided through Christ to be brought by ministering angels to the heirs of salvation. None are so low, so corrupt and vile that they cannot find in Jesus who died for them strength, purity and righteousness. If they will put away their sins, seize their course of iniquity and turn with full purpose of heart to the living God. He is waiting to strip them of their garments stained and polluted by sin and to put upon them the white bright robes of righteousness and he bids them live and not die in him they may flourish their branches will not wither nor be fruitless if they abide in him they can draw sap and nourishment from him be imbued with his spirit walk even as he walked and overcome as he overcame and be exalted in his own right hand amen see in the kingdom of god nearest to christ are going to be those who were once sodomites practicing this vileness but through the grace of god they came out and separated themselves and the lord transformed their lives brothers and sisters what are you struggling with whatever it is in this area of sexual sin the lord has not rejected you and the lord does not hate you the lord loves you he died for you and it's his desire that you stop and lay hold of the strength that is in Jesus. You may struggle for a while. Let me be realistic here. It may take you years to overcome, but don't give up. Be determined. Press on. Don't give up. Press on. Don't let the devil make you think that you are so vile that the Lord has so turned away from you. How can Jesus do that? He who sent his own son to die on the cross, will he not with him also freely give you all things? He has given you the best gift in the son, his son Jesus. He loves you. Don't allow those thoughts in your mind to make you think the Lord hates you and wants to have nothing to do with you. There's one thing he wants to have to do with you. Come unto him just as you are, but you will not remain that way. He wants to transform you. He wants to give you life and take away your sins and give you righteousness that in your life your character will change 
the Lord is in the business of transforming people. No matter how dirty you are, no matter how evil, no matter how corrupt, it doesn't matter how much evil you have done in the past, the Bible is filled with examples of vile people. King Manasseh was a Sodomite, he was a killer, he was a ritualist, every evil he did. But the Lord delivered him. He changed and that man, King Manasseh, is going to be in the kingdom of God. Who are you? Has your sin reached up to Manasseh's case? No, it hasn't. The Bible says that King Manasseh shed innocent blood from one end of Jerusalem to another. The Bible says he burned his children in the fire, sacrificing them to gods. The Bible says he was involved in sexual practices even in the temple of the Lord. The Lord delivered him and he can deliver you. Don't give up brother, don't give up sister. Now, turning our eyes away from the issues that were going on in Sodom, as vile as that place was, but turning our attention away from Sodom, the Lord Jesus tells us about those whose sin are greater than that of the Sodomites. When we read the book of Matthew chapter 21, reading verse 28 down to verse 31, it says, but what think ye? A certain man had two sons, and he came to the first and said, Son, go work today in my vineyard. He answered and said, I will not. But afterward he repented and went. And he came to the second and said likewise. And he answered and said, I go, sir, and went not. Whether of them twain did the will of his father? They said unto him, The first. Jesus said unto them, Verily I say unto you that the publicans and the harlots go into the kingdom of God before you. Hmm. What is the difference between these children? One said, I will not go. That means this person was living a life of rebellion just like the Sodomites but eventually repented and went. And then there's this other class of people represented by the other child that said, I will go, I go Lord. And then they never went. The Lord says, in conclusion, he was referring to the publicans and the harlots as a first class of people who were living in a life of sin but repented. And the second class represents those pious ones. They are not publicans, they are not harlots. But the Lord says that they are the ones who did not do the will of God and that the publicans and harlots make it the kingdom of God before them. What is the verdict of God? of Jesus on this kind of people. I said there are people whose case, their judgment is worse than that of Sodom and Gomorrah. What is it? What kind of people are these, my brothers and sisters? It is you and me if we are not careful. In the book of Matthew 10, when Jesus sent his disciples on a mission, he told them in verse 14, and whosoever shall not receive you nor hear your words when you depart out of that house or, sh or city, shake off the dust of your feet. Verily I say unto you, it shall be more tolerable for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah in the day of judgment than for that city. Now his disciples went for the evangelism. They came back and they gave Jesus, Jesus reports. And there were some cities that did not accept them. And here was what Jesus said. Matthew 11 verse 20 down to 24. Then began he to upbraid the cities wherein most of his mighty works were done because they repented not. Woe unto thee, Chorazin! Woe unto thee, Bethsaida, for if the mighty works which were done in you had been done in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago in sackcloth and ashes. But I say unto you, it shall be more tolerable for Tyre and Sidon 
at the day of judgment and for you and thou Capernaum, which are exalted unto heaven, shall be brought down to hell. For if the mighty works which have been done in thee had been done in Sodom, it would have remained until this day. But I say unto you that it shall be more tolerable for the land of Sodom in the day of judgment than for thee. What does this mean? As we read in our devotion, Conflict and Courage today says, the Redeemer of the world declares that there are greater sins than that for which Sodom and Gomorrah were destroyed. Those who hear the gospel invitation calling sinners to repentance and heed it not are more guilty before God than were the dwellers in the vale of Sidon. And still greater sin is theirs who profess to know God and to keep his commandments, that's referring to us, yet who deny Christ in their character and their daily life. In the light of the Savior's warning, the fate of Sodom is a solemn admonition to all who are trifling with heaven-sent uh, um, light and privileges." End of quote. The Lord is speaking to me now. I am in this category of that of them who have received heaven-sent light, who profess to love God and keep His commandments. Their case is the worst. If they don't, if I don't, in my daily life, live up to that which I claim to believe. And another case, though less, was but worse than that of Sodom and Gomorrah, are those who hear the gospel invitation. They have heard the truth proclaimed to them and yet rejected it. Their case is worse than that of Sodom and Gomorrah. Have you heard the truth? Has it been proclaimed to you? Sodom and Gomorrah were vile, yes, but the judgment of God on you for rejecting continually the truth spoken to you is worse, it's going to be worse than that of Sodom. Are you among those who claim I've heard it and I've accepted it, claiming to be a child of God, but daily in the life you must represent Christ in your words, in your actions and thoughts, Lord have mercy on us. Our judgment will be, the, will be worse than that of Sodom and Gomorrah, why? Because the sin is even greater. Many look at the LGBT community and oh, they are disgusted. Oh, learn to be more disgusted at those who hear the truth and will not put it into practice. And learn to be even more disgusted at those who claim to be the children of God, keeping his commandments, but yet in their lives, they contradict it in the corruptions that they practice, in the evil that they promote, in the misrepresentations of Christ in their daily life. And that could very well be me and you this calls for us to pray for our souls because the judgment that will come upon us for hearing and even for preaching and for for claiming to be children of god and yet we don't actually represent him is going to be great and remember that it's going to be great because the sin is greater and i hope our mind will wrap around that very well so that we think the way the lord thinks in our world we think the sin of the lgbt community is greater while the christians who claim to be children of god yet going against his word they are they, their case is even better it's not better the lord sees it differently because they don't know any better those who know they don't know any better they were taught that from their childhood the lord understands and even though the sin is great he says that it's even worse for those who have been properly educated, had opportunity to know the truth, yet rejected it or uh, claimed to accept it, but yet misrepresenting. 
we need to repent if that's what we are doing and i say lord have mercy on all of us because we need to change if that's what we are doing we need to live up to the light that we are receiving and not misrepresent our lord we need to love the lord enough because when we when we are misrepresenting we are making sodom to be worse because they will point to our example and say they are no different from us and they will continue in their evil in rebellion that is why we must be careful and as we come to the end of the world we see that judgments are coming soon the judgments of god are soon to be poured out upon the earth and the cry from the lord to us is escape for thy life but while preaching while some are saying to others escape some in the church are still telling others calm down peace and safety don't let them scare you i've been in a place before where i go to preach and i tell the people this is what is coming show them with undeniable evidences the lord is soon to come and then elders pastors who come there and say calm down don't let them scare you there's nothing that's going to take place the lord will protect us whereas they are still remaining in their sins you see everywhere we go if your fear has been aroused by a message of the lord be careful not to allow those so-called elders or even pastors or whoever any human being at all to come to you to quell that fear it is the will of god that you be aroused to understand that the judgments are coming the only way to bring down that fear is by accepting christ into your life it is not by crying peace and safety where there is no peace and safety it is not by lulling yourself in sleep parents we read about parents parents are inclined to think their children about right in the matter and all sleep on at ease the bible says woe to them that are at ease in zion thus it was at the destruction of the old world and when sodom and gomorrah were consumed by fire on the night prior to the destruction of the cities of the plain they rioted in pleasure lot was derided for his fears and warnings but it was these coffers that perished in the flames that very night the door of mercy was forever closed to the wicked careless inhabitants of sodom today again that voice is speaking to us and telling us come out from among them even lot himself needed to go out we need to come out there are friends you need to separate from even if it may be your family members just like abraham you need to come out and be separate and touch not the unclean thing the lord brings that opportunity to us today if we are too ambitious chasing after the things of this world and sinning against the lord the lord is saying come out touch not the unclean thing and i will be a father unto you it is now left for us to take advantage of this opportunity and as you take advantage of it we will be blessed indeed and we will find a refuge in the lord and be protected from the judgments that are coming for those who are ungodly let us pray dear loving father in heaven please forgive us for our lack of watchfulness forgive us for the times we have contributed in one way or another breaking down the barriers that lead to the vileness and corruption we see in our world today open our eyes dear lord to see the little things that we do that bring about the condition of things that are that we face today and help us lord to turn away from these things father in heaven forgive us lord for hearing the message of warning and turning away from it for professing to be your commandment keeping children and yet misrepresenting you we come to you today asking that you 
Consecrate us to your service, wash us of all our sins, cleanse us of all iniquity, give us a clean slate, O Lord. May our sins, all of it, be wiped out from the books where they are written in heaven. And help us, Lord, to begin again, that we may be received into your arms, shed your love abroad in our hearts, that by this love we may continue in righteousness. Give us power to resist. Some are struggling, struggling dearly because of the inheritance they have had, struggling dearly because of the education they received. They are, they are like in a cage in these practices. Lord, have mercy, please. Have mercy on them. Have mercy on us, O Lord, and deliver us from the sins that we have practiced. And help us, Lord, to be overcomers in this life, O Lord. Help us also to know how to help others who are in such conditions that we may be representatives, proper representatives of you to those who are suffering and in need of help. In need of help to overcome, help us to know how to help such ones and to help ourselves too. Thank you, Lord, for hearing and answering our prayers. In Jesus' name I've prayed. Amen.